Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jordan Lexi here. Hello, made hey. it. Yeah, barely, <laughs> yep. but we made it. Um, we'll, we'll see how long we can do this. Um, lots of things <laughs> happening in the houses today, but we're here. Yeah. You, what are you guys today? Uh, camper stuff, working on the camper. So, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jared's working on the camper out there. There he, he's done all the work himself and has done an awesome job, but there was one thing that he had to hire help with, um, one of the cables to the pop-up that like makes one of the corners go up as you crank it. Um, one of the cables was messed up. So he had to hire someone to come and help him do that. And it's taking a little longer than what they thought. So he's out there doing that. And this is the first time that I have ever actually set up the zoom meeting for us. So hopefully it's actually recording (laughs) on my recording. I can see it blinking. Okay. Good deal. So, um, how are things going over there? Good. Just, uh, got an afternoon of preserving going on, trying to figure out some sibling relationships. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Good. What are you preserving? Um, I'm going to do, I did some echinacea tincture just before this, and then I'm going to do pesto. And if I have enough, make a whole batch or not. So, okay. I have got one chamomile blossom so far. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) literally one. Wow. Um, So that is not going that well for me. Sadly. So easy to I know. grow. <laughs> Everything I have a lot of green that's maybe like an inch tall, and that's it. Did you grow it from seed or did you plant yeah. it from seed? Weird. Okay. But I did it in a pot, so I'm like, maybe it's just not having enough room in there. Maybe. Huh. But that's bummer. Yeah. I'm really honestly, I'm not getting very much of anything. I'm getting a lot of cherry tomatoes, and that's about it. I've had like two normal sized tomatoes, two cucumbers, not a lot of stuff. Same here. And they lowered our water down to two days a week now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kind of over it at this point. It's like me, I have a lot That's of, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, I was telling my mom the other day that I have like given myself permission to not be in to not be super into the garden this year. It was like, I was like, why am I not enjoying this? I was like, maybe it's because I'm sleep deprived and I have yeah. a six month old baby and we remodeled the church and we're remodeling a camper now yep. <laughs> and I've started homeschooling already. It's like, it's okay. It's okay. This may not be the year for gardening for me. That's totally fine. That's how it yeah. is. Yeah. Some years are more. And like last year I canned so much stuff and this year just not so much. But yeah. Anyway. Um, so did you hear my Voxer idea for the icebreaker? Do you want to do that? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, so someone requested that we talk about modesty, which we're not talking about modesty today, but I thought that we could do an icebreaker talking about that Lexi's husband and Eric talked about modesty recently. And um, you've been having quite the like Twitter debacle about that, right? Yeah. I should go listen to their two. It's they did very two- good. Yes. Like a- so good. A- yeah. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, stuff went down. <laughs> Beth got involved. Beth Moore did get involved. That cracked me up. Yeah. Um, um, 
I don't have Twitter, so I haven't seen all of the debacle. I just heard them talking about it in their second episode. Yeah, well, there was like 120,000 people involved, so I didn't see it all either. But the weird thing about in the past when this has happened, it's always been like the LGBTQ atheist crowd, feminists, you know, all that time it was Christians. <laughs> Isn't that sad? It's so sad. Uh, I, I think that I, it genuinely was very sad to both of us. Like, man, this is, this is really sad. Yeah. Like how dare you encourage women to be modest in their dress? Yeah. It's a bummer. So they have there's a lot more stuff that they talked about on those two episodes. So I definitely point you in that direction, but I mean, I mean, and they covered this too recently on what have you. And that's kind of what I was thinking was like, you know, if God tells you to wear something from head, what our view of modesty is, but I'm saying people like the scriptures do command this, you know, (laughs) it is a priority. People have done it wrong in the past. Yeah. And, um, it's just kind of like it, I think it was on one of the podcasts. I don't remember, but someone said something along the lines of like, if God told you to wear like, I can't remember what the example was like a weird hat. Like we'd be like, okay, God, I want to be the kind of person that is okay with that. Hold on. Kids are yelling. Yeah. Mom. Hold on just one second. Okay. Sorry. You're okay. Okay. So anyway, we were saying just like, if whatever God commands us, I want to be the kind of person that is okay with it and not feel like I have to justify something so that it sounds better culturally, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely don't want any problem passages, as Brian always says. Right. I think the main issue was the strong language that was used. But like Brian said, like we use bad words for bad things. Yeah. <laughs> so. And um, scripture uses the word whore. <laughs> um, I don't know if you, but Ben Zorns, Pastor Ben Zorns up in uh, Moscow, he posted like a whole series of um, just quotes from different people from different time mm-hmm. periods, even just showing well, his, his conclusion was the majority of Christians would have totally disagreed with these antinomians who are fighting for, hi, <laughs> I just found the camera. <laughs> Sorry. Like I said, this is the first time I'm doing this without Jared and Lexi was just looking at the ceiling this whole time. I and I was, but anyway, the majority of Christians throughout all of history have agreed that this is a priority in the way yeah. Christians today are acting, that it's actually a Christian liberty to be fighting for is really right. weird. It's like right. fighting for the Christian liberty of being a Muslim or yeah. fighting for the Christian liberty of being a murderer. Like, no, yeah. that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. <sighs> um, okay. So anyways, check out those couple episodes that Brian and Eric did. They were very good. Um, and I think uh, Dan was on one of them too, wasn't he? Was he on the second yeah. one? Yeah. They were very good. So Anyway, so today we are actually talking about being managers of the home and not martyrs of mm-hmm. the home. Yeah. This is something that you've been thinking about recently, Lexi. Yeah. yeah. So what were you thinking about? Well, I just, <laughs> with five kids, I'm finally to the point where I, I feel like I'm working outside of my natural inclinations to be organized mm-hmm. and my natural ability and propensity to take on a lot. And I'm having to like dig deeper find more spiritual resources, if that makes sense. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm kind of coming out of the early newborn cause how old is Winnie? She's like 11 weeks now, I think. And I'm, I'm out of like the early, early newborn part. She's sleeping really, really well. A lot of my excuses are falling away mm-hmm. and have up until the last few weeks, they have still felt really chaotic. 
And I was just thinking about, well, again, I was thinking about the reformers wives, like they took on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Part of it is that they had a lot of outside help that we don't necessarily have. And we've talked about that a lot before, but as I was thinking about that, I was thinking, well, Lexi, what's stopping you from getting more help? Mm -hmm. You're acting like a martyr. You're Mm -hmm. not be a martyr. You're called to be a manager in the home. Yeah. So I really spent a couple days just like praying about, okay, Lord, show me, show me the problem areas. Please give me divine supernatural solutions and wisdom because I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just, I think we forget sometimes we can start to complain and we forget how much God has actually given us, um, power and choice to make circumstances different by our attitude. Mm-hmm. by our resources, by the wisdom he provides us and mm-hmm. simply getting creative and being willing to ask for help. Yes. A couple thoughts are just rolling around my hand, head. Ali Best Stucky just had a quote today that was about like not treating children as a burden. And mm-hmm. that if you are just treating children as a burden, um, then you're just marginalizing them as like a victimized group, basically. But um, that if we as Christians really see children as a blessing, then we're not going to just completely um, see ourselves as being martyred because we have to take care of them. Um, but okay. So if children are a blessing and it's not feeling like that, then how can we, like you said, pray to the Lord and ask him for wisdom on how to change things around so that it feels like more of a blessing. Um, mm-hmm. so like we've talked about groceries recently, oh, <laughs> <And> yes. how- <laughs> <laughs> we're always trying to streamline our grocery situation. Um, and really it's not, it's not streamlining for just for the end result of efficiency. But like you're saying, it's streamlining for joy. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And, and I think that sometimes we get stuck in the mindset of like, well, being a mom is difficult. And then this is just the burden that I have to bear instead of being like, no, actually my kids are a blessing. It's a blessing that I can stay home with them. God gave me this role. How can I do it the most joyfully? Mm-hmm. And Nancy Wilson talks about like God's common graces of a cup of coffee or a new candle or things like that that we've talked about before. But like, okay, with groceries, how how can we make groceries be not as stressful for us? How can it feel yeah. like okay, this is a better way to do this? There's we live in a time where there is a lot of um, options <laughs> with grocery services. Um, for me, I don't want to go to a million different stores. I was telling Lexi this the other day. Um, I don't want to go to a million different stores uh, every week or every other week. So like me trying to get creative with that is like looking into pickups and delivery and um, yeah, different subscriptions for things. So anyways, there's lots of options out there. And I think just being creative about it and praying that God would give you wisdom on how to best do that is a good. Yeah. I think too, when it comes, I think a lot of people can be women specifically can be slow to like take up that managerial mantle and it comes from scripture. It's Mm -hmm. a very strong term. I can't remember what it is in the original language, but, um, I think in my life for years, Wilson says it's such a strong term for authority that a woman has in the home that the husband is actually considered her guest in the home. Mm. And so I know that helped Brian kind of, Brian has never micromanaged me, but he has really given me a lot more when I ask him something, he's like, you make the decision. I trust you. You go for it. It mm-hmm. is a literal realm of authority that we have as women. Mm-hmm. So yes, we are still submitting to our husband, but we are managing his resources. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, 
I think our husbands don't want us complaining to them either. Like I, for one example, we have never been able to, um, what's the word? We've never finished the baseboards in the house and it frustrates me to no end, to no end. (laughs) But I, I realized this, I was literally sitting there when I was praying through this. I was like, you know what? I bet Brian would rather me figure out how to pay a handyman (laughs) to take care of it than to continue complaining about it. Right. (laughs) That's what I'm pursuing. Like how can that either, how am I going to make the time to do it? Or how Mm -hmm. am I going to make priority that I am no longer whining in his ear about it. I can manage my home. I don't have to complain about it. Right. And of course there are some things with motherhood that it is just going to be difficult. Like there's no way to like manage your way around nighttime feedings. I mean, you can schedule and try to try your best, but like nighttime feedings are always going to be tiring, you know? (laughs) Um, And so in those times I was thinking last night, like it's, there have been projects with the camper even <laughs> that have not been the funnest things that I've ever done, but I want to be a good helper to my husband. Yeah. And I texted Lexi one day, me being a helper to my husband right now is painting the camper. <laughs> so I painted a lot of the inside. Of, I painted all the inside of the camper, all the woodwork. Um, Ransom helped me a lot, which I was thankful for. Man, seven-year-olds are like, you can get stuff done with a seven-year-old partner. <laughs> um, I'm, we're getting to the age where I'm shocked at how much of a help he's being. Um, it's awesome. Um, but anyways, I've been thinking about how the last will be first and the first will be last. And like, just not, not thinking that joy has to come through being first. And, mm-hmm. and that's, that's kind of like what society will tell us, but like we live under a king that says the first will be last and the last will actually be first. That when we are sacrificing for the benefit of others and joyfully serving others, that there are promises for us and just mm-hmm. how much of a joy that is to be reminded of whenever you're doing things, that's maybe not your preference or maybe is taking a lot out of you that like there are blessings and promises for us as we lay down our life for other people. And I love it that you read um, death by living every year. Mm-hmm. which I think is a great book for moms. Honestly, death by living is a great book for moms because it's just a reminder of as we are like spending our days day by day, serving the Lord, that there is awesome stuff for us, um, mm-hmm. eternally. Yeah. I was also thinking about, um, I found the homestead families managing the household series really helpful a few weeks ago. And it kind of helped me just think outside the box a little bit more because she's all about there, there really is a difference to the practical side of homemaking when you're being a consumer minded home versus a productive home. Yes. Yeah. And she, she touches on that. And she says, the way I do things are going to be different from the way a lot of families do mm-hmm. things. So I liked her series, but, um, I, she said in there, I have to remember that the household is for the people, not the people for the household. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize when I am better managing my time, because a lack of management on my end is because I'm being, um, not disciplined. I'd rather yeah. just sit and ice cream at night instead of maybe get to the extra load of laundry or something. Mm-hmm. So when I am being self-controlled and self-disciplined the way God's calling me to, when those unexpected things come up, like a child's sickness, I can totally throw that schedule out the window for the day because I know I've managed my, my resources and my time and my schedule well enough that this is the next thing God has for me. And I know I can jump back on the train and it's not going to be a chaotic mess, yeah. but whenever is chaos and I'm not like you're saying there are seasons of chaos, believe me, but it's a season for a reason. Yeah. Okay. So 
when those unexpected things come up and I can say, you know what, this person is for the household. I mean, this household is for the person, not the person for the household. We don't have to freak out because we know our ducks are in a row and we can get back on board and just not, it's not going to throw everything off is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Yeah. Just re- being reminded of like what your job actually is and what it's not yes. of like small, small things that come up that you feel like this is not my job. This is not what I am supposed to be doing today. It's like, no, actually those interruptions are your job. This yes, Lewis quote again. Cause if you think about it, if you get the laundry put away at night, if you tuck your kitchen into bed, if your pot of coffee is going, everything feels squared away so that when the person wakes up two o'clock in the morning, throwing up, <laughs> you're not going to be mad because there's throw up and there's laundry on the kitchen mm-hmm. counter. And, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it all compounds itself. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so Jared, some, one thing Jared says is that the Christian life is a, a life of joy with seasons of lament not a life of lament with seasons of joy. That's really good. Um, And I think so often Christians fall into a mindset of like, we're just martyrs. Like we're Mm -hmm. just, our life is a life of martyrhood and that it's, that there's no joy for us because we're just sacrificing constantly. But it's like, no, we live as children of a King who gives us joy when we serve him. And Mm -hmm. whether that, whether that be cleaning up vomit and, um, doing lots of things that maybe aren't our preference, um, or like having a season of abundance and blessing Mm -hmm. and that there's joy for us in either one. Um, but yeah, I think, I think our mindset should be one of, this is a life of joy being following Mm -hmm. the Lord, sacrificing for him. I was just reading in Susan Schaefer Macaulay's for the family's sake this morning. She was talking about how like an atheist, a non-Christian worldview, has no defense for life having any meaning at all. And so only the Christian can really experience what the French call joie de vivre, the joy of life. Mm. And there's no reason an atheist should experience joy because to them, there is meaning to life, especially in the mundane parts of life. Because mm-hmm. that's what I went back into was like, we know as Christians that the mundanity in raising a family, in homemaking, that's part of the joie de vivre. Mm-hmm. But the reason why we know from Ecclesiastes, the reason why we can have joy in those things is because God gives it as a gracious gift that we can enjoy in our work. Yeah. Not something we've earned because yeah. it doesn't make sense apart from the Lord, but mm-hmm. because the Lord, can we have joy in these things? Yeah. That joy at the end of the tether was one of the most helpful commentaries that I've ever read. Um, yeah. Just being able to see Ecclesiastes in the right way. It's like, oh, okay. Cause I used to feel like Ecclesiastes was a kind of depressing book. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I get it. Like it's, it's meaningless if it's not connected to Christ and that yeah. being, you can be an awesome manager of your home and things can run awesome. But if it's not connected to the Lord and your service to him, then there's right. going to be zero joy in it for you. And you're just going to be a taskmaster. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that's not what we want. We're we're not to just be it. And I think part of it too, I've been thinking about this also, like the, the flip side of being a manager is being a good Sabbath taker. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like exactly. Be serious about that. And I don't know, I can't remember where I heard this recently, but I was talking to Brian about how, um, if what God says in Ecclesiastes is true. And if that verse from, um, I think it's Matthew where it talks about Uh, gaining the whole world, but forfeiting your soul. Mm -hmm. If those things are true together, then if we're not able to enjoy our life as a Christian, 
we should be pretty wary about trying to gain anything else, trying to gain better finances, trying to gain a better house, trying to gain more organization in the home. If we can't, if we're not experiencing that joy that God should be giving us as a result of it, there's something that's off. Yeah. There's really something that's off. And so I've been thinking about that a lot. Like, well, if I feel a lack of rest, is it because I'm doing too much or doing Mm. it the way or there's Mm -hmm. something. So. Mm -hmm. I love it in the Bible reading challenge that we read the same Deuteronomy passage every single Sunday, that it's just reminding, reminding us every single week. This is the Sabbath. Keep it holy as the Lord, your God commanded you. Um, and, and I love it that it even says like, don't even have your servants work. Don't have your kids work. Like this is for everyone that we should rest. And that has been just really helpful to me, even in like, because there was a time where I was like, oh, we'll use Sunday as a makeup things that we missed for school day. And then I'm like, nope, this is also for my children to rest. And, um, and just seeing it as just really the blessing that it is from the Lord to get to rest on Sundays and just awesome. Yeah. I find myself, <laughs> I find myself becoming more and more of a Sabbatarian, not necessarily yeah. the same reasons that other people are, mm-hmm. but yeah, I definitely see the wisdom there. Yeah. And I mean, it's just a spiritual reminder too of like, Hey, there's rest for us in Christ through everything that's going on in our life. Every single week reminded, Hey, there's rest for you in Christ. There's rest for you in Christ that we can go forward and work out of gratitude and not out of earning. Correct. Yep. Which is really freeing to be reminded of every week. Angela Reed on their homemaker sheet podcast was just saying that she is blessed to work like that. Mm -hmm. Having that she said it came from a movie or a book or something that their family really loves just the phrase being blessed to work. Yeah. Just really a helpful thing to meditate on when we think about this is given to us from the Lord (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the garden before the fall, there was work, Mm -hmm. you know, this is a blessing from him. Just like you're saying, rest is also a blessing from him. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes we take up the plow. Sometimes we eat the harvest. Like there's just different things. Yeah. Um, there has been lots of days in the recent days that we have had like tired bodies type of work. And I was talking to one of the kids about it and we were just saying like, man, isn't it a blessing that God gave us bodies that were able to do this kind of thing. And, um, I think just cultivating that in your children too, of like, this is, this is a blessing from the Lord that we're able to work really hard, not something that we should be grouchy over or like wish that we could be doing something else, but like, man, it's such a blessing that God gave us bodies that we're able to do this, that we're able to work really hard and sweat and have tired muscles. Like this is a blessing from the Lord. And whenever we are, um, working really hard like that, it also is strengthening our muscles. And, uh, I was even talking to Jared yesterday about how, Whenever we went through the church remodel, um, Providence was also not sleeping. I, I think I mentioned that on here and it's just so tiring. And it, it made me realize like, man, you can do a lot. Um, and, oh. and it's, and it's those seasons that you go through really difficult stuff like that, that it, I mean, it produces perseverance. Um, like scripture says that it produces perseverance. when We go through stuff like that. And, um, it shows you like, Hey, I can handle a lot through God's grace. Like I can handle more than I thought I could, um, that our bodies are able to do more than maybe we knew. And, Mm -hmm. um, my mother-in-law is an awesome lady. And just yesterday she was at our house and she asked Jared to borrow the trailer. She was going to go pick up a table that she got on Craigslist or Facebook marketplace or something. And, um, 
and she like just Jared hooked the trailer up for her and she just went driving away to go get this table by herself (laughs) and I was like that is a woman that for years has been able to do things that she's just confident to go drive a trailer and pick up a table and it's because for years she has gone through hard difficult things but God has produced a lot of perseverance and strength in her and um it's just Mm. cool to see that in other women like um man through difficulty God produced a woman that is totally fine with like driving a trailer and going to pick up a table (laughs) by herself really on to something there especially because we live in a time period where any sort of perseverance of the flesh can be cured with a pill. Mm-hmm. Like literally mm-hmm. anything. We don't have to problem solve our way around it. We don't mm-hmm. have to deal with the mess of taking a physical sabbatical. Mm-hmm. We just pop a pill and that's it. Yeah. And, and because of that, in some ways, we don't have to get creative in order to problem solve. Like you're saying, like mm-hmm. that word perseverance is just really, it's a perfect word for what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I did it. You did it. I'm, I'm recording. Hey. You're per- you're persevered. I persevered. <laughs> I persevered. And now I know how to set up the Zoom thing. It was only $100. And, oh, good. Hey, our hire was not as expensive as what I thought it may have been. Praise God for that. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was not as expensive as what we thought. Anyways, so now look at that. Persevering through trials. And we just recorded a podcast with no help. <laughs> I maybe should not be too proud about this yet. I hope it actually is recording, right? <laughs> so how about we end with tips for managing, managing, do you like that word? Managing. Yeah. <laughs> managing the home. You got any tips recently that you've liked that's been helpful for you? Um, I think one of the biggest things that I did was think about, I feel like my kids can do a lot halfway. So I've been thinking through what is it that they need to finish the job well Hmm. and need me to come in and do the second half. So one of the things that I got, which has been so helpful, is this little handheld. I have that exact one. I have the exact one, Lexi. Okay. (laughs) Daphne went around and vacuumed all the corners for me in the living room today. Something that would have been like so annoying to get the vacuum out. And then it's so, um, so for them, this was a tool. Mm -hmm. So first of all, think through what things are your kids not able to finish well? Is it because of their age and they genuinely can't, or is it because they're lacking a tool that they need? Mm-hmm. Be willing to get the tool for them, but I recommend this tool. <laughs> yeah. Um, they can't see you. So tell oh, them what that okay. is. Is a, uh, black and Decker dustbuster, I think is what it's called. That's what I call them. Yeah. Yeah. That one works really good. I have, I literally have the exact same one. It's so funny how many things that we have the same and I've, that's so funny. Yeah. So what do you use it? Cause who was it? Was it Brian? Somebody was like, well, what's the difference between just getting the vacuum out? I'm like, well, the kids can't get the vacuum and take it oh, upstairs. It's their room. so convenient. And it's not plugged in. You literally just grab it off the shelf and it's ready to go. I use it for the couch a lot, honestly. Like if, um, yeah, yeah. If there's like a mess on the couch, I'll get that. Um, I also, <laughs> Jared uses it a lot for, um, there's often flour on our countertops and you know how it's like a mess to wipe up flour. Sometimes if you have a wet rag, yeah. He just dust busts the flour. Yes. I bet it's helpful in the car too. I haven't done yep. it yet, but it- yep. We use it in the car sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you know what I got recently is a retractable clothesline. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I need to get one of those. Yeah. Yeah. It's not in yet, but we just ordered it. And I'm very excited about this because hanging the cloth diapers has always been like a mess and I don't know where to put them, but yet I don't, I didn't want to have a big clothesline in the backyard. So we got a retractable clothesline that we're going to attach to the pergola and then hook it on a tree. So you can hang stuff when you need it. And when you don't, it just retracts. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not just something else to store or keep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then grocery stuff recently, that's when I'm trying out thrive market. Um, I have mixed feelings so far. I've only, I've only got one order, but it was missing something. So that was kind of annoying. Because <laughs> then you kind of still have to go get it anyways. Well, no, then I just had to call and oh, they sent okay. it to me and it was fine. Um, and then I accidentally ordered a wrong kind of something on, on that same order. But they the customer service has been great. They sent the thing that I was missing. And then they also credited my account um, for the thing that I bought wrong. Because I was like, okay, how do you do returns? Like I bought something. I bought the wrong kind of toothpaste is what happened. Mm. And I'm at a stage in my life right now that I feel like if I am using fluoride toothpaste, that it might be the death of all of us <laughs> at a funny stage in life right now where I'm like, fluoride will definitely make us lose our minds right now, um, which is silly and not true. But still, I was like, dang, I just bought toothpaste, a whole thing. So anyways, they credited my account for that, even though it was my mistake. I was like, is there returns? There's not returns. It was just like, keep it, but we'll give you okay. the money. And then, yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. I have mixed feelings, but the customer service has been great. I did an instant cart and I loved it. Okay. Tell I think me. it will be even more worthwhile if I can get that specific store down to like once a month shopping. Yes. Then the cost difference won't really matter. Yeah. Did you get it delivered to your house or did you pick it up? Yes, it was amazing. Did you feel really luxurious as they knocked on the door and just handed you all your groceries? I did. And I really, <laughs> I really struggled. I've struggled with this for years, the whole yeah. delivery, because I'm like, I'm an able body person. My kids go and they can learn about grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. It saves me money to do it that way. But literally when I started thinking about those reformers wives and how much they probably had to outsource, mm-hmm. I stopped feeling bad about it. Yeah. I may be different if you were like sitting on the couch eating bonbons all day. And that was the reason you weren't going to the grocery yeah. store, but it's because you have a lot of things on your plate right now. So, yeah, you know, you got to prioritize. Um, and this particular grocery store is not child-friendly. It has tiny, tiny aisles and it's really hard for me to take all five kids in there. So that's part of the whole, like, I, I want to give them my business, but I just physically it's hard. So yeah, cool. Yeah. It was really- How much was the delivery charge for you? So I left them a tip, which was, I think I left like $5 tip on there. And then the website, I think each store is different, but I think my store was like a 15% markup. So, you know, if you're spending $60, what is that? Like a $9 markup maybe. So it's not just like a a flat fee for them to deliver it. It's like a, well, but Paige has a year membership. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand how the membership works though, because I haven't needed it again, but I want to look into that because I bet it's cheaper than placing a bunch of orders. Yeah. Uh, when you do a year membership, then it's free delivery. So do you think, weird. I wonder if different stores, I wonder if there's a markup fee and a delivery. I need to look into it more. I yeah. loved it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, cause then, uh, then you would not feel bad about getting multiple deliveries a month. You know, right. it's like, you just yeah, pay whatever them. If I do two plus orders a month, 
that's like $30. And then it does start to get a little more yeah. expensive, but yeah. yeah. I think ours is like a flat fee. I don't have my phone sitting here, but I think ours is just like $5 and they'll bring it to you. Okay. And then you so have you to tip, right? then you have to tip on top of that yeah. though. So then it was going to end up being like $10 is what, okay. yeah. So, but Thrive is nice because it's $5 a month and then they deliver it and no shipping if it's over like 25, I think. So, but I know, I don't know if it's as cheap as I want it to be, but I'm, I live in an area where groceries are pretty cheap. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it would be cheaper for some people, depending on where you live, but um, it doesn't feel that cheap to me Mm -hmm. for some things. Something too, that's worth considering if it really is something that would help your life out. Um, I know Todd gifted page the membership for mother's yeah. day. Yeah. I, I so bought, think um, about like Christmas or I bought a membership to, for a friend, um, whenever she was going through cancer treatments, um, I was like, this mm-hmm. will help your life. If your deliveries, your groceries get delivered to you. Um, that would also be a good, like new mom gift. Yeah. I was going to say, I think one of Paige's friends like gifted her. Is there a delivery service for dinner that's similar to that? Um, like HelloFresh or something? No, like, um, I don't, I am not up to date on all the things they have like Grubhub or something. Is that a thing? Oh, like takeout gets delivered. Yeah. It was something like that where they got mm-hmm. her instead of a baby gift, they gave her like six months worth oh, of food. Cool. So yeah, so they could order takeout for their family, but mm-hmm. the, the delivery fees were all covered for that certain amount of time. Yeah. Um, you know, another thing that has really made my life a lot easier. This was one of those like most worth the money that I spent in on it in 2021 so far is that uh, cordless vac and mop situation that I bought or that Jared got me for Mother's Day. How do I not? Okay. Know? I did. I did an Instagram story on this and I thought I told you, did I not tell you about it? It's the little shark. It's a okay. shark cordless vac and mop. Okay. And it's just like a little stick vacuum thing for cleaning up. I mean, I do my whole house with it, but it's just a very convenient. I leave it in my pantry. I, it like has a little charger, like almost like a phone charger. Some of them are magnets. Mine's not. Mine's like a little headphone jack kind of, but you just unplug it and go zooming around the house with it. And it, I mean, it does such a good job. It gets up like crumbled chips or like large pieces of things. It will suck up, which makes me so happy because a lot of those things will only get like dust sized particles. This will get up cereal. It will get up large things. And it does such a good job. And the battery power lasts my whole upstairs. It will do the whole upstairs. And it also mops as a different button that shoots out liquid that can mop. So can you use it under your dinner table? Yes. Oh, so it's like good enough that you can do that then? Oh, yes. Yeah, I use it every night. Yeah. Um, It has made hosting be so much easier because the floors are always what was the biggest deal whenever we would host large groups is like man just a lot of work because we have all hard floors so uh, and we always host like eating so it's always like um and the way our house is set up there's just like all a big there's just food everywhere (laughs) exactly how ours is yeah it's just food everywhere if we eat with a big group which is fine it's worth it but 
this has made hosting feel way less stressful for me because I I can go through and get all of the, everything off the floor is like in under five minutes. Okay. I'm going to have to look into that. Yep. Yeah. And then I got that shark steam mop at a yard sale for 10 bucks. I did tell you about that one, didn't I? Maybe. No, man. Hey, that's another thing that I very much enjoyed. I saw it maybe I don't oh, know. okay well I got a steam mop for 10 bucks at a yard sale and I almost didn't get it because I was like oh, I don't know if I'll use this that much I really like it I really like it because so, it's hot water so it makes it even easier to clean I'm assuming yes and you okay. don't have to use any cleaning solution it's just very hot water that disinfects everything and also gets junk off the floor very well because it's just super hot steam Oh, interesting. So you're not even having to use chemicals on it. Nothing. Oh, okay. All right. I need to look into these two things yeah. a little bit. So that, that helped me quite a bit. I love I having it. the shot back because it can get up a lot of stuff and it can get water, but because it's a round tube and not yes. a long, thing, yep. it you can miss a lot because it's yep. not covered. Yep. Much Do you not have an attachment, like a straight attachment? We do, but I just feel like it doesn't work as well. Yeah. Okay. I think you'd love that shark cordless vac. Hmm. Okay. I'll look I wish into you that. lived close to me so I could just let you use it. And so you could see if you liked it, you know, I should, what I should probably do is ask my friends in our church yeah. apps who has yeah. this thing. I need to try it and just see. Yeah. That's, okay. that's what I did. Um, with my sister-in-law's, she had one and I was like, let me just use this and see if I like it. And I just like kind of went around her house after a birthday party. And I was like, yep, that gets oh, the chips. Cool. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So those are our household management tips. Yep. Got any others that came to mind? Um, I'm trying to think of what else I did. Hey, how's laundry? How'd your laundry debacle go? Did you figure it out? No, I haven't figured it out yet. Okay. No, still figuring that. Mm -hmm. Um, I might have to bite the bullet and just like you and your toothpaste, (laughs) I don't want chemicals in my laundry that's on our skin all day, but I might eat your skin off. Yeah. (laughs) I hope you guys know we're joking, by the yes, way. Yes, 100%. <laughs> tell you need to go buy a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll have to mix it up and see if anything helps with that. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff I'm trying to change, you know, over the next couple months. Kids are going back to school. We're going to have kids in two different music programs. Brian's changing his entire work schedule. Okay. I had a baby. Like, there's just, I'm just troubleshooting my life right now. And yeah. I think the biggest thing I lack is patience with it. Yeah. I just want it finished right now. And I was thinking of that quote you told me like homemaking is a habit. It's not a one and done thing Yep. because it's not one and done. You have to have patience because it's Mm -hmm. a habit learning. Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right, guys. Well, what are some things that are helping you to be good managers of the home? Give us your secrets. Well, yeah. Tag. You have some cool tools that are helping around the house. Tag. I don't, this is like an area I don't know a lot about. So. Okay, cool. Thanks for listening.